Hello, and welcome to the Fine Land Podcast. I'm Cephas. And I'm Cletus. Uh, we're a podcast made by Christians, for Christians, who are passionate about Jesus. But we also like movies and things in our culture that don't line up 100% with our worldview. And sometimes we understand that it can be hard to draw a line between those two worlds, especially when they seem to be on opposing sides. However, with Jesus' help, he's able to help us uh, find the fine line. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. So what have you been up to this week? Today's the first day of Black History Month. What, what? Mm. If you don't like chocolate, you better like it for the next 28 days because you're getting a lot of chocolate. <laughs> I love chocolate. Just, I mean, I like all kinds of chocolate. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've been mostly working on a project with a couple of my classmates in my entrepreneurship class I told you about, making an app. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last week and then never did anything. Well, well, now we're looking at feasibility reports for our next uh. assignment to see if it's actually profitable, and that's what I'm going to be doing after the podcast. Cool. Shouldn't and, you have uh, done that before you started? Well, first it was like getting the idea out there, doing a presentation about it, and then now the professor's like, all right, so now everyone who's presented, we're going to do feasibility reports, and if it doesn't look profitable, you're going to have to change your business. Ah, that's mm-hmm. good. So it's like we're learning and doing like all the Excel spreadsheets for our app and other people's companies and stuff. How about you? I have been in full swing production mode. I'm the line producer for a short film, which Mm. means I do the budgets and anything else they want me to because small productions, you do sort of everything. Hashtag producer. Hashtag producer. So I've been doing set dressing later today. I am making up call sheets. I'm making up budget sheets. And uh, making sure everybody spends the right amount of money. And then mm-hmm. they come back to me and they're like, hey, we need more money. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Where's that money coming from? So if you could do that for a Congress, that'd be great. Yes. <laughs> they will not be happy. So, uh, and then also, well, yeah. I mean, I just got this program called Character Animator. Let's really? See, let's you use your face with motion tracking through a webcam and make your own cartoon. Really? It's amazing. I'll show it to you later. But yeah, it's really cool. I made like a song and dance in like two minutes. A what type of dance? Song and dance. Oh, song and dance. I thought you said saline dance. Saline dance. Yeah, those IV bags. <laughs> 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 no, I it, I made like a little ukulele song animated video in like two or three minutes. It's wow. so cool. I'll show it to you later. Yeah. Um, And then starting pre-production for my VR Video VR VR virtual reality. What it's virtually real, but you know, those headsets, Google Cardboard, Samsung Gear VR, yeah, Oculus, all that good stuff. Super sweet, gotcha. And I hear that you have a certain big corporation maybe coming to see it work this Friday, tomorrow. Yeah, that's oh, wait, that's, no. that's classified in a big way. Oh, it is <laughs> that is complete. That's not my project, that's a project that I'm working on. That's the one I'm the line producer for. Oh. Yeah, that's highly top secret. Okay, then. Never mind. You heard it not from us. You heard it first here, kids. So, uh, Cletus, what are we talking about today? Because it's today. a little bit different from what we normally have been doing. We're not talking about a movie. We're talking about something much more important. Mm-hmm. And excellent. We're talking about blessings, declarations, and neurobrain science. Wow. And uh, how it all ties in. Okay. Uh, so just to get us started off. Yeah, go ahead. Um, So there's this thing called affirmations. It's an age-old concept. It was originally invented by the Bible. And (laughs) it's basically... So I'll I'll go off affirmations. You can talk about declarations later. Yeah. But affirmations are 
using the power of your words to create something that was not there before. So, for example, if you want to be rich, you can repetitively say to yourself every day, morning and night, I am wealthy and prosperous. And that is a concept that's clearly outlined in a book called Think and Grow Rich mm-hmm. by Napoleon Hill, who spent 30 or 40 years of his life talking to people like Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie, J.P. Morgan, and just like the richest of the rich people mm-hmm. at his time in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and finding out what's the common thread that made them all rich because Henry Ford, he started out kind of poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Carnegie, his parents were immigrants. They had nothing. He's then became the richest person in the world pretty much. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Now he's here. He's, <laughs> he was. Now he's dead. <laughs> but he left his Carnegie Hall in Nashville. Um, is that in Nashville? No, that's in New York. Nope, wrong one. Okay. <laughs> Even better, it's in New York. That's how much more cool it is. Um, I had my history confused. I was thinking of that other one. There's another thing named after somebody. Batman building? No, that's different. Um, okay. I was but, thinking of Vanderbilt, but never yeah, mind. Continue. Yeah, hit Vanderbilt too. He interviewed him as well. Um, but he used this concept of affirmations of just constantly reminding yourself in the current tense that you are currently prosperous and successful hmm. until you get there. Why would you say that though? Like why would why would you use the current tense? Why not just say like I'm going to be rich or Because then you're going to be rich and you'll never actually be rich. Because you're always gonna be there. You're never there. So it's that's the brain science part of it, is they just examined what works and that clearly from the 40 years of research going to do something is the procrastination mindset oh whereas current tense i am currently rich people talk to themselves far too little and listen to themselves far too much so So, your subconscious gets information from your brain Mm -hmm. it just pulls it over and is like okay let's process on this and then you dream about it or you just think about it subconsciously and you're not aware of it Mm -hmm. but then that's you're just like letting information go into your brain. It's just it's just chilling. Information in your brain goes to your subconscious. You think about it, and that's what you become. Yeah. But if you tell your brain stuff over and over and over and over, then it starts to get through the to the subconscious, which is when you're talking to yourself, and then it starts working. And your subconscious goes, "Wait a minute! I keep hearing over and over, I am currently wealthy and successful, but I'm not seeing that reflected in my life right now," as the subconscious says. So you go, all right, listen, sub, <laughs> I am wealthy <laughs> and prosperous. And it's like, hold on now. I'm not seeing the wealth and prosperity in my life. How, do, how can I make that happen? So then your brain goes into overdrive mode while you're sleeping. Not, it's like free. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even have to do anything. You just repeat it over and over and it happens. And then you get this one day you wake up and go, I've just invented the sliced bread or whatever. <laughs> And that's how Carnegie and Henry Ford invented stuff is because they went, oh, okay. I need to do this. How do I do that? I don't know. But I'm going to be wealthy and prosperous. prosperous. Mm-hmm. And I am wealthy and prosperous currently. And then eventually it just gets through to your brain. And one day you wake up and you're a billionaire. Not exactly like that. But that's the basic concept is just gotcha. telling yourself over and over until you don't just believe it but you think it and feel it and you're all about it and yeah. it's beautiful 
So, so that's the secular brain science version. Where, yeah. where does that come from in the Bible? So yeah, so both me and kind of Cletus both agree on this because we were, we've kind of been rocked by what our young adult pastor has been preaching about, which is about blessings and how it's in the scripture oh, and man. like how uh, to make declarations out of that and being like in the Old Testament, there's a lot of declarations of the Lord saying, I will bless you. I will do all these things for you. I want to make you famous. And it's like both for, both for me and Cletus, we were like, that sounds highly offensive. It does because it's like, yes, that's that's all good. But does the Lord want that for me? Right. Just, like just little old me? <laughs> he doesn't want to make me wealthy and prosperous. Yeah. And so uh we 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 actually looked into it like into the scriptures and like so Cletus went into the brain science, but like if you look at it, Genesis one and John one verses one through five, it essentially essentially kind of confirms what everything that Cletus was saying. But, you know, um, that God created the world. Everything that we know to exist, the stars, cellular life forms, atomic life forms, math, exponential functions, breathing, like the whole cycles, all of that was created by God saying, let there be light and like speaking. Yeah, he spoke it. Yeah. It's just like, if you think about it, like, yes, he used like power from his hands. And like, I, I guess for me, I thought, I always thought like, oh yeah, he just, you know, did something he, he with his hands. He could have his hands or he could have like moved or just thought. Why didn't he just think it? Yeah, if he's that powerful. But he spoke everything that we know to be true into existence. Which is a great example for us because all the stuff that I've been talking about, the, the experts say it only works if you say it out loud. Hmm. You can't just think it. You can think it, but it won't work. Right. He's like, yes, you have to say them out loud because God gave words power. Like, what? what? He spoke it all into existence. Yeah, you know, it's, so I was looking into it, and I saw that the very first example, well, there's a couple of, a lot of examples in Genesis, but the the biggest one that I saw was in Numbers 28, how God commanded Moses to speak to a rock. I mean, previously he said, strike the rock, but he said, speak to a rock when the children of Israel were needing water. Like Numbers, did I say Numbers 20, verse 8? 28, yeah. Yeah, so like, he commanded, he said to Moses, hey, instead of smashing the rock, go and speak to the rock. And water's going to come out. Like, that's the expectation God had for, like, humankind. Moses, who was a mere mortal, uh, a mere mortal. But, like, the expectation was, like, yeah, you can speak to rocks and water's supposed to come out of them. Like, it's... I mean, yes, mere mortal. Made in the image of God. Yes. Yeah. Like, and so, like, it starts all from Genesis 127, where it says, like, God created human beings in the likeness of him. And it says, like... Fill the earth and govern it. Govern it. You don't govern with thoughts. Oh, yeah. You govern with words. You say, hey, this thus saith the king, thus saith man. And through the authority that God has given us, it's supposed to come into alignment. I just thought of this, but it might it's very highly speculative. Mm-hmm. But God told Adam to name all the animals. So he had to speak a name to all of them. So did that in some way <laughs> determine what they did? Like what their job was on the earth and what kind of animals they became. So you mean like if he called an elephant or what he would, like a lion, instead of he called it an elephant, would it act like an elephant? No, I mean like, well, yes. I've, what part did humans play in animals? Because he's, spe- he's governing it. He's speaking them what they are. Yeah. It's like, yes, God made you, but I'm naming you. Like, whoa. 
that's a lot of authority that and freedom that the Lord gave to us. He's yeah. like, he's like, all right, well, he could mess this up, but the Lord's like, you know what? I'm gonna trust him to name it. Yeah. Yeah. Side point, but good. Yeah. Another thing that I was looking at was in Job 22 verses 28, where it says, "Thou shalt decree a thing, mm-hmm. and it shall be established unto thee." Whoa. I mean, that's 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 right there in God's script. Like, if you take a moment and just like instead of like Job is a really good book but like if you just take out little blips and pieces of it like right then and there that kind of confirms that whole like wealth mindset of like okay so i decree that i'm wealthy i'm not wealthy right now but in the using the present tense saying i am wealthy well scripture backs that up and says yeah you decree that it's a thing so it's going to happen and the light shall shine upon thy ways and the most popular verse that everyone likes to use it's also in james as well but like proverbs eighteen twenty one, the tongue has the power of life and death and those oh, who man. love it will eat its fruit what you know it's funny though i'm uh so i'm with uh some kids in delta at our church's kids ministry kids ministry and we've been talking about proverbs eighteen twenty one, and the f- the verse i remember growing up in church and everyone would highlight that first half it's like oh you know death and life and the power of the tongue so are you speaking death huh man Look at you, Christians. That's funny. But like, I felt like, it's like now I'm reading it and I'm like, and those who love it will eat its fruit. It's like, oh. so it's like Good the, and bad. I yeah. Mean. It's like the emphasis has always been like, oh man, we're speaking death. But it's just like, no, you have the power to speak life as well. Oh yeah. And those who, who know, who, or there's another version that said, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And I was like... That sounds like I remember growing up hearing that and being like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a bad thing." Like those who love to talk, but it's, but if you love to talk life, then oh, you're yeah. going to reap the consequences of life. Yeah, you can love to speak evil or good. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, and then like one other thing that I had that that came to mind was like, how many miracles did Jesus actually do? How many healings and miracles did Jesus perform through spoken word? Oh yeah, he always spoke to something. Like he said, "Be healed." Yeah, he didn't go. Oh, Father, please gest- may you gesture in their direction. <laughs> He's like, God, I hope you love this person so you can heal him. He's like, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. Oh yeah, it's like literally power of words, and Scripture backs it up. Now I know what you're thinking, Joel Osteen, <laughs> prosperity oh, or, or gospel, hip- or hippies. I'll get into hippies in a minute, but like, <laughs> it, it sounds like the prosperity gospel. But the more you go into it, the more correct it is. Which maybe Joel Osteen just does a weird way of presenting it. Yeah. Because he's like a mega church and sort of like a celebrity almost. Right. But it's in the Bible. It is in the Bible. And it's in there that the Lord wants to prosper you and make you wealthy. Maybe like, I mean, if you read it in context, he's speaking specifically to Israelites, not you specifically in this right. moment. But we are his people. But we are his people. So the blessings for them apply to us as well. Teaching and all that good stuff. Yeah. It's like, well. Yeah. So that's even if it's not written specifically to me, I'm gonna claim it. It's It's written in in the Bible, so therefore it's for me. Yeah. Like, God put it there. He didn't like let that be expunged from the record. It's like, well, that's just a history book. Just wipe that under the rug. Like all the promises, because so, Cletus, you have a dream board. I do. And. It has a whole lot of promises from Deuteronomy, Ecclesiastes, yeah. and uh, Malachi, yeah. specifically about wealth. Let me just poke my head out of the studio here. I 
just read off a little bit. Okay. What do we got? Moreover, this is Ecclesiastes, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them and enjoy their toil in life and be happy, this is a gift of God and seldom do they reflect the days of their life. Deuteronomy, if you fully obey the Lord and carefully follow his commandments, he will bless you. Three verses down. He will bless you. Two verses down. You will be blessed. And it you looks like something. The Lord will bless you. He will send you blessing. What will he send specifically? He will give you land, possessions, livestock, cash, money. <laughs> uh, well, maybe in, in the verse, but like, yes, that equates to cash money. Yeah, in our it time. equates to cash. At the time, cash money was sheep, sheep goats, and stuff. They didn't have, <laughs> I mean, they didn't stuff. have a lot of cash. And then uh, Malachi, bring the whole tithe to the storehouse that you may your house may be filled with food. Test me in this, says the Lord. What? Will test I not the Lord. Test the Lord? What? That's ungodly. It says test the Lord, and he will see if he will not open the floodgates of heaven. Not, what is, bl- okay, so blessing? Yeah, he'll bless you. But what does open the floodgates of heaven mean? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so like, uh, so what Cletus was sharing and kind of what our pastor was sharing uh, the past three weeks and essentially all of January was like, the blessing of God looks like something. And it's not just it's not spiritual. Like, I mean, I, it is great. I am blessed. Yeah. Like, Look you know, at my life. I'm blessed. Like, hash, you know, Hashtag I'm blessed, blessed, brother. You know? Bless you, brother. Highly favored by the Lord, but like, my life is in shambles. Like, that's not a blessing. Oh, yeah. That's a curse. <laughs> where's, where's, I mean, it's not being greedy. No. It's like, God said I'm going to have this. Yeah. I expect him to give it. Yeah. Should we really expect God to give us wealth? It's. Is that okay? It's in his word. He wants to give it to us. The question is, is it prideful and like false humility to say, I am blessed now? Are you saying that the maximum ability that God has to give you things is what you have right now? That's like the top. You're blessed now. You've already reached the top. (laughs) Like, I've been at the top once too, and there's only one way to go, and it's (laughs) down, baby. Yeah. Like, no, this is not the best that God has to give you where you're at right now. Right. And it's it's not like, oh, yeah, let's just do it just to get blessings. It's like, no, it's relational. Like, the Lord is so good to me. He's like, and it's always a outpouring of blessings that, that flows onto from you to those around you. Oh, that's the biggest point is you're worthy of all this without doing anything. Ooh. You're, are, you, you don't have to earn it. But I, I thought if I worked really hard and prayed really hard. Nope. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, man, then there's the trust part of it. You, Josephus, mm-hmm. are you saved? I am. Would you say that you're definitely going to heaven when you die? Yeah. So you believe God to do probably the hardest thing on earth, to take you to heaven when you die? Yeah. So why don't you believe him to provide your next meal or to put gas in your car next week? I'm not saying you don't, but... Actually, no, I do need gas in my car, so that actually hits hard. Like, Ooh, the ouch. biggest thing... Like, what, what is harder for God to do than Provide to eternal, save your soul? life? <laughs> yeah. Like, is there anything harder than that? Like... Wow. Not really. So, why don't you believe all the other promises that he has if you believe that one? And can you say you're saved if you don't believe him for everything else? Ooh. <sighs> Oh, man. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. It's so good. Uh, so we wanted to briefly share this thing called UGBs that our church loves to use. Ungodly beliefs. Yeah. And so they're really just 
things, their thoughts or beliefs that we've kind of that run through our head and our minds and our hearts, and they appear true based on like life circumstances or even like mild to severe trauma. Uh, but based on the truth of God's word, they are the exact opposite. So example, I'm ugly or I can't ask God for what I want or only I'm not, what I need. I'm not worthy of that stuff. Or I'm not worthy of receiving all that stuff because that's kind of uh, yeah, selfish. I'm not good enough to be wealthy and prosperous. Right. Which is a great reason why you wouldn't be accepting that. Yeah. But like when you look at it, that's like true in this realm and in this world. But like when you look at it through the scripture and through the realm of the kingdom of heaven, those are those are totally the opposite. Those are like things of Satan. Like, no, you're you're when God said he created man in his image, that means I'm handsome. I'm beautiful. And not like, oh, yeah, ladies, be be overwhelmed in the glory that is me. It's like, no, I rest in my confidence in what God has said about me. I mean, that's the biggest thing. If you don't believe that you're good looking then you don't believe in God. Like, what on earth? I mean, wow. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I just did. Actually, no, you don't believe God. because You don't it, believe that God's real because you don't believe that he's beautiful. Well, like, oh, maybe not whether he's real, but you don't believe what he says. Exactly. You don't believe what he's talking about because, like, all the chapters in the Bible and Revelation specifically that are devoted to, like, God's throne room is, like, emeralds and yeah. diamonds and, like, all this crazy stuff. And you're like... I don't know if I'd equate my face to diamonds and rainbows. Or when he says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, that's that's for the next person. Oh, yeah, that's somebody is, I'm sure. Somebody, not me, though. <laughs> it's like, why will you not take God at his word when he says, no, I formed you in your mother's womb, and I called you beautiful. I called you good, looking, and oh, handsome. Yeah. <laughs> that's... That's intense. I mean, this is all the, like, sort of the minor points after you accept that God is real and right. everything he says is true. <laughs> Like, this is all the minor stuff, but it's so, like, but these are like spiritual thoughts. maturity. As you're growing, yeah. you've, you've got past, okay, God's real, he speaks, God's he, real, the he Bible's speaks. true. Once you got past all that, you're like, well, what is there now? Well, there's infinite amount of things to learn about the Bible and God. Yeah. So, this and how is, this is it right here. Yeah. So, uh, one thing that our church culture has really uh, encouraged with the thing, with combining, like, all the neuroscience and the affirmations is actually first recognizing ungodly beliefs and things that we say of ourselves or like think to ourselves and then actually uh replacing them with godly beliefs so first you gotta uh recognize the ungodly beliefs repent for believing the lie because it is a lie yeah no one god did not create ugly people the devil's good at his job yeah he's yeah and so yeah and then secondly repent and forgive those who maybe have told you or contributed to you believing the lie. So that looks yeah. like family, our culture, or ourselves. For example, oh yeah, black people will always be under the arm of the institution or, you know, you can't trust the cops. Like, well, it says in, in my in my book, in my Bible, to respect authority and that he's given me favor with God and man. So Dang. I don't believe that. Dang. <laughs> so, Man, where did you write this stuff? I didn't even see this. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Who uh, screens this stuff? <laughs> and so, and then we start saying the godly beliefs. So, like, you find a godly belief that's rooted in God's word. It's not just, like, positive feelings, but it's life-giving words that God wrote down and actually making it true for yourself. And that does sound a little skeptical, but it's just, it's actually just writing. So, for example... 
Here's 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 one that I wrote down. I am a joy and a, and a delight to be around. I am handsome and very attractive. Which is beautiful because it, it says that in the word. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. And it's in direct opposition to a mindset of, I'm ugly. I'm not good enough for people to hang out with. Yes. Like, oh, right. Uh, another one was like, you know, I no longer need to walk in fear or procrastination. My papa wants to provide my needs and happily provides for my wants as well, which oh. is taken from Matthew 6, where he's talking about if he can feed the birds in the field and cover the fields or the sparrows or the, the flowers in the field, how much more will he provide for you? It's oh, like, man, that's, an, that's another big one because everyone's like, oh, God will provide my needs. Sure. But he he does love you and wants to provide what you want as well. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, so yeah, Matthew 7, verse 7 through 11 is like, how many earthly fathers like to provide for your kids' needs and wants? It's like, you guys are evil. I mean. And you do good stuff you anyway. You still do good stuff. How much more does your father in heaven want to give you your needs and your wants? Which is really hard to understand if you have a terrible parents. Right. But if you have good parents then it's like that much more of a reason to be like, well, God is that good. Yeah, like what? he'll give you a laptop. He will give you a laptop. He did give me a laptop. He did give you a laptop. For free, like no joke. But we'll, And then he also gave you a cruise. Gave me a cruise. Yeah, you need to share it. Yeah. Freaking, man. So I think it was 2015. Might have been 20. Yeah, it was 2016. It was last year. Yeah. January, I was like, well, New Year's resolutions. What do I want for my life? I don't know. I want more video business. I'm, maybe I should pray about that. I've made business plans day and night, and you can only do so much. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, Lord, I want I want to do more business this year." And then, like within a week, this also ties into why is everybody so skeptical and negative all the time? Right. But within a week, a guy posts on Facebook, and he goes, "Hey, my video partner." just realized he doesn't have a passport and thus cannot accompany me on a free cruise Slacking. that we're filming. First comment on the thread was, oh, well, this is a scam. The next one is, "That's there's no way that this is real. Like, that's too good a deal. Mm-hmm. And then I comment, because I'm trying to walk in the opposite spirit of being skeptical and negative about everything. Mm-hmm. I go, here's my phone number. Call me. Dude calls me. Wow. We meet for coffee. And I'm like, all right, if he asks for my credit card information... It's definitely a scam. It's a scam. Uh, or if he has to see my driver's license, it's probably a scam. So I meet him up and he's like, hey, man, uh, I really don't know what's going on. I just got the job like last week. So uh, we're meeting with the band tomorrow. So ready to go on this cruise? I'm like, sure. Let's do it. Praise the Jesus. Wow. Just like that. Yeah. And he got to go on a cruise. And I, I've never been on a cruise. Bam. I worked like four hours a day. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Haiti, Jamaica. Yeah, your, man. Your home, your home country. My home country. Yeah, there's so many drugs the there. there. Wow. There Actually, is. no, there, there, there is. Uh, <laughs> there really is. Yeah. Well, especially in the tourist areas, I mean. Yeah. But that's like, anyways. Well, <coughs> <sighs> never mind. Anywho, but no, we went to, Haiti has some of the clearest water. It does. Even the Cayman Islands didn't have as awesome of water. Yeah. So Haiti's like, a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. It's a shame it's so poor and like always getting hit by hurricanes and stuff. Mm. but it's a beautiful place (laughs) so so there's an example right there of god providing your needs yeah and going in the opposite spirit and being like not even needs that's that's a want i would put that under wants 
I mean, yes, I was working, but like I wasn't working with the band on their roadshow tour, which I later got a job doing. That was like a need, like which also was me. a want because you actually got city income from that band. Yeah, I mean that that was a need, like I need income. But then the cruise was like, I don't need to be on a cruise. I could have just been working with the band, and I would have been like answered prayer. But I get to go on the cruise too, and it's like answered prayer plus something I didn't even ask for. Bam! Boom. Look at that, man. Because God provides above and beyond what you asked for. He's a God of more than enough. Dang. Yeah. So, with all that, so when you get a godly belief, make sure to repeat it, like, over 30 days. Because yeah. with the neuroscience, you created a bad habit. We've all created bad habits. And so, it takes, like, 30 days to break that habit. Literally, neuropathways telling your brain to be negative when something happens. Yeah. And you have to reset everything. Saying, like, nope, this is the new normal. Yeah. This is the new me. But Which, you mentioned you mentioned something that was really poignant. You said skeptical and Christianity. Isn't like Christianity a, something of hope and optimism? You would think. But people that are Christians are still just people. Yeah. And they live in a world where it's generally pretty negative a lot of the time. I mean, look at the news. There's not a lot of like, hey kids, happy news time. It's like, well, another thing blew up. <laughs> like, yes, it's factual news, but it's always so negative. Yeah. So everyone's sort of pre-programmed to be negative and skeptical of everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, instead of walking in constant skepticalness, why not walk in constant belief and like, wow, everything's so awesome and cool. Yeah. Hope and wonder. Exactly. Which leads me into some, like, would you say that Christians are closed-minded? Wow, yes. To some degree, yeah. I would argue that in some ways they are. Because things like, it's a fact of science and the world, which God made and science just figured it out Mm -hmm. and proved it. If you walk barefoot in the grass 10 minutes a day, you will be a happier person. (laughs) You'll be more rested when you sleep. Does that include dog infested, like dog poop infested fields? Find a field that doesn't have (laughs) dog poop in it. (laughs) There's a lot of grass in the world. (laughs) But no, it's... There's so many weird things like that hippies do because the hippies are the ones that are open-minded and accepting of things. Mm -hmm. And they're taking advantage of the benefits that God put in the earth. Adam and Eve, they walked barefoot in the garden. They seem like happy people. Mm -hmm. And the hippies are just the first to accept it because they're more open-minded than Christians are who don't want to accept what God put there. Right. And now science has proven it. Yeah. So somehow we can accept it now. Right. Even though it's been there the whole time. Yeah. Like, so, like, if, if you're thinking, this sounds all like the prosperity gospel and all that sort of stuff, I totally Read understand. Read the Bible. We Like, first of all, we understand that, that that is, it does sound like that. But is your first motive to, like, kill it? Or is it, of? are you trying to, I guess the question is, if, are you trying to kill it? Or are you trying to maybe see if it could possibly be the Lord? Yeah, if your mind is sitting here disproving everything as we say it, then you probably are just so stuck in the mindset of being negative and disproving everything. Which is not... You, you can't accept good things. If you look at it, if if Jesus was in our time, or if we were back in Jesus' time, the people who were always skeptical were the Pharisees. Oh! <laughs> no! It's, like, show us a sign, Jesus. Show us you're the really, the, the, the Messiah. And I, I don't think we're supposed to do that anymore. Oh, I man. Just... I can only imagine if Jesus came right now, everyone would be like, Psh, that's just fake. That's just TV magic. Yeah. Like, what? 
Yeah. And so like the the extreme side is like, well, the cults and all that other stuff, you know, the false messiahs and all that sort of stuff. That and that I I don't really have do you have an answer for that? Like what if someone takes it all the way to the extreme of like I mean like be prudent and be skeptical, yeah. It's I mean the Bible says be wise and discerning. Mm-hmm. But be open minded. <laughs> like don't disprove everything immediately, accept everything immediately and then weigh it and yeah. test it like that's that's how you know if a prophet is a prophet or not yeah did the thing it says it in the bible did the thing that the prophet say come true no then he's not a prophet he's just somebody saying stuff yeah like what there you go i mean that's that's a good way to do it yeah and is it is it give off fruits of the spirit it's like oh yeah love joy peace does it make you feel good or more than just feel good but does it provide you with peace as a offer of correction does it like yeah <clears throat> yeah, and we're at, we're out of time to go through my like seven other bullet points that we didn't get to. Actually, we didn't. Well, like visualization. There's a guy who got captured in Vietnam, and he visualized playing the same round of golf every day, and that kept him sane when everyone else went kind of crazy and died. Okay. And when he got he sh- he normally shot around a 106 golf mm-hmm. game, like yeah. it's pretty average. He got back having not played golf in like nine years. Yeah. And he shot like a 94. What? 10 strokes off his game when not playing for 10 years, just visualizing it because that's the power of the brain. Wow. Is your brain doesn't know what's real and what's fake. Yeah. Like he gained muscle memory by just visualizing it. That's crazy. That's like one of my bullet points. Wow. But yeah. And like salespeople, they use the concept of dream boards and affirmations and declarations. And yet, they're making money. They're making tons of money. Not because sales is lucrative, which it is. (laughs) But if you're not doing sales because you believe that you're not any good at sales, how do you believe you're good at sales? You either quit sales because you hate it, Mm -hmm. or you've learned how to love it by declaring to yourself, I am an amazing salesman. Yeah. People buy things for me when I go out to... Like, that's... I worked in sales. That's the kind of things that they tell you to say to yourself. I'm amazing at sales. I'm good at it. When you go to bed, they tell you, visualize you making a sale closing the deal your customer signing the paper wow salesmen do it why that sounds kind of crazy salesmen have figured out what god put in the earth that helps your brain do better oh man why do we not accept that as christians (laughs) why are we like nah that's like just mumbo jumbo stuff the prosperity gospel well it's working for everybody else why don't christians like it and it's it's a biblical truth but dag never read the bible and you'll (laughs) (laughs) so uh I guess wrapping up. Um, what is, what's the fine line in all this? Fine where, line. Where is the fine? I mean, this, where is the fine the line? Well, after all, it says in the scripture to study your uh, study to show yourself approved. And so, I would encourage you guys to look look us up or look this up in scripture. Try to prove us wrong. Yeah, don't. I mean, don't. Don't. No. I mean, obviously, yes. <laughs> don't, do I, take our word for it, y- but then also at the same time, look it up for yourself. Test it. Yeah. Test it. Don't to just see, take stuff that people say. Right, and then. You know what? And if if you, after all the studying and all the testing, leave room for faith and hope. Because if you're just reading just for the sake of disproving, I mean, are you are you doing it for life? Are you, like, are you getting life from that? Or are you just saying, ha, I proved you wrong? Anyone who truly studies to find truth, not to prove something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like atheists. Any atheist that says, I'm going to be open-minded and see what is what. Mm-hmm. They all become Christians. Any atheist that goes, I'm going to see how I can disprove the Bible more. 
mm-hmm. they don't become a Christian because they're coming at it from the mindset of Christianity is wrong. I'm going to find out why. Yeah. But if they go, I'm going to be open-minded, they become a Christian. It's so funny. Yeah. And scientists do the same thing. They're like, how do we prove that God's not real, but the universe was got here somehow? Mm-hmm. They just get to dead ends over and over, and it's impossible. But when they go, maybe let's uh, let's like let's leave the possibility. Man, yeah, it's like okay, so let's leave the possibility for anything to be true. You know what? A creator actually looks very plausible. <laughs> hmm. Maybe this Darwinian stuff isn't so cool. Oh yeah. man! And it's like, in order to be like a lifelong learner, you have to unlearn some stuff. Oh yeah. If you already know that you're right and you're 100 percent correct then why are you even here? Why don't you... <laughs> yeah. Like, what is there more for you in life? Better for that person, how would you know if you're wrong? How do you know if you're wrong? Like, like if, if you're so right, how would you know if you're wrong? You That's know? sort of a way I try and live my life is if I'm 100% factually, I know that I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Then I start to question that thought and mm-hmm. go, wait a minute. Oh, but I'm not a, a second. I'm not a leading PhD scientist in this subject, so... There's probably more to be learned in this area. <laughs> Maybe I'm not so smart. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So I guess uh, the final question is, um, the fine line is, what worlds are you creating with your words? And are you enjoying the fruits of that? Yeah. Of what you're saying, I guess. Yeah. Are you enjoying the fruits of what you're saying? Yeah. What is your internal thought? Are you? It's, that's the biggest thing. If your self-talk mm-hmm. is negative and you have a bad situation in your life. Yeah. It couldn't what's going to I mean you can't drop out of last place. I mean what's what's going to happen <laughs> if you try and be a little more positive? Like what's the, really what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. If you go, "You know what? I'm going to try out these affirmations for a little bit and these declarations and see what happens." Yeah. Don't try them for 3 days though. They doesn't work. No. You yeah, you, you got to do it like for like at least 2 3 weeks. Brain science people say 2 to 5 years. Wow. Yeah. Before, but that's the without God element. Mm-hmm. That's just completely rejecting that God's real. And you say, there's a higher power somewhere that will help me with this. Brain, you change the structure of your brain will change in two to five years, allowing you to accept more successful circumstances. Yeah. But then you throw God in the mix, and then like you got your laptop after what, twenty days, thirty days? No. Uh, so the so, oh, that was different. Yeah. So the Lord promised me He was going to give me a MacBook Pro. And I was like, okay, sure. And then a few, like two or three months later. I don't know if that's a want or a need, but. It was a little bit of both. And the Lord literally gave me a MacBook Pro. 2016, 13 inch. What on earth? Where's my laptop? 